Hey everyone, and welcome to Serial Killer Cafe. I'm Stephanie, and I'm here with Ariel. Hey, hey. And we are super excited to bring you the next episode of Serial Killers Cafe. We apologize for our blip last week. We had a power outage and a technical difficulty, uh, and unfortunately, we weren't able to release an episode. So we're really excited to get back into things with you guys. So today, we are going to talk about, excuse me, Daniel Carmargo Barbosa, also known as the sadist of Chanquito, I want to say. Or Danny Boy, because that's what we're going to call him. Well, yes, we're definitely calling him <laughs> Danny Boy. Um, so he was obviously a serial killer, um, and he had num- his v- number of victims was like more than 72. But like we've talked about numerous times is we don't ever know how many because they're just linked to like a kajillion people but can only be proven to like kill two which is right. always so Especially weird to me. It seems like a lot of serial killers travel. Yeah. Whether it's all over it seems one like a country. a lot of work. Yeah, just, I know, right? Just to kill people. Aren't there people where you are? Why do you need to travel? <laughs> just people everywhere. Lots of jets. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, um, Danny Boy is from Colombia slash Ecuador. That was the location so he spent all of his time um, killing. His method of strangulation was... His method of strangulation... His method of murder was strangulation and um, stabbing with a knife. Um, he was born in 1930. Um, if you look up his picture, it is super creepy. Yeah, um, right? Like, he's one of those people you're like, you would be a serial killer. Yeah, Like, exactly. what else could you like, possibly be? I don't want to judge a book by its cover, but if I did, you'd be the you'd person be- <laughs> I'd judge. Like, that's, yes. that's where we're at. Yes. Um, and the day of the murders um, that he committed were like 1974 and then there was a hiatus and we'll get to that and then 1984 to 86 um and then he was finally arrested in 86 um so he was sentenced to 16 years in prison which um is the maximum sentences available in ecuador so that's terrible yeah right um and but he was killed in prison by another prisoner in 1994 so luckily he didn't get out to kill all the people on the planet all right, so I'm going to turn it over to Ariel, who is going to talk about his early life, um, and we'll get going. All right, so Daniel Barboza, Danny Boy, he was uh, from Colombia, South America, and it is believed that he raped and killed over 150 young girls. So I think that they more kind of have a little bit more definite proof of like the se- in like the 70s to 75 people. However, it's, like I said, believed 150 young girls. That's so many people. It's crazy. And it was, like, only in a 10-year period. So, like most serial killers, Danny Boy over here had some mommy issues. (laughs) Shocker. So, his mother died when he was young, and his father apparently was, like, super overbearing. He wasn't really a great father. He was emotionally distant, all that kind of stuff. And his father remarried, and his stepmother was extremely abusive. Now this, basically what I'm about to say next, obviously this is why he's a serial killer. It's just one of those things. So his stepmother... This was the trigger. Right, exactly. This is like, oh, got it. So his stepmother, the way that she punished him was she would dress him in girls' clothing... And then, like, send him out in public. In front of his peers, so they could make fun of him. Yeah, exactly. More in front of his peers. So it wasn't even like, I'm going to make you come with me. It was like, I'm going to make sure all of your friends see you. Yes. And uh, make fun of you, because I'm obviously a wonderful human being. So, that obviously had a lot to do with things. So, if we fast forward a little bit to his adult life, um, he had basically a common-law marriage with a woman, and they had two children. 
However, during this marriage, he fell in love with this other woman, Esperanza. So she was in her 20s. Uh, he actually really wanted to marry her. He, so he was going to leave his wife and kids, marry this broad, but then he finds out she's not a virgin. And, yeah, game changer. Apparently, this is a problem for him. Like, yeah, a very big problem for huge him. Huge problem for him. Uh, and this is actually what police and investigators believe was, like, the root of one of his biggest nasty parts of him being a serial killer and rapist is that he specifically looked for little girls because he knew they'd be virgins. And um, he actually was, like, he really did love Esperanza. Yeah. And so, basically, in order for them to stay together, since they Ugh, couldn't have sex, so he up. literally formed an agreement with her that was like, I will stay with you, but you have to help me find virgin girls to have sex with. And she was like, got it. I know. <laughs> like, this is what I can't grasp. She's like, yeah, that seems like totally normal. Like, I'm pretty no sure problems. if my husband said that, I'd be like, hmm, sure. And then I'd call the cops one minute later and be like, please arrest right. the crazy murderer in my house. divorce. Like, yeah, I don't. She's like, you know what? That actually seems pretty legitimate. I, that makes True sense. love, man. True love. Yeah, apparently. So many serial killers got it. Yeah, so, and they, I mean, this is basically what she did. She would just, like, go out, because obviously young girls are going to trust, like, a young woman who appears to be friendly and whatever. Right. And they're like, yeah, sure. Because why I'll wouldn't go. you? Right, exactly. Especially if you're I would eight trust or nine the females. See, and this makes me now want to, I already don't trust males. I'm definitely going to trust females now. <laughs> Ariel, but can I trust you? <laughs> but it happens a lot, though. I mean, obviously, there yeah, had to be something wrong with her mentally. Whether, it, I mean, she had to have some sort of trauma where she was like, I need this man so badly. Or he could have conned her into thinking that, too. Like, Correct. he could have been right. like, you can't live without me, like, blah, blah. Maybe she's right. like, oh, shit, I can't. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, it definitely was not a very normal relationship. Let's, no, let's not at all. put it that way. Not at all. Uh, so, yeah, she totally agreed to do this. Um, and basically, this is how their uh, partnership came about. Yeah. So, basically, what Esperanza would do is she would lure the girls into an apartment and then drug them with secondol. <laughs> uh, Which are sleeping pills. In yes. Case you, oh, in sorry. case you don't know. <laughs> I just assume people know what that is. Sorry. <laughs> and no, I'm not a drug addict. Um, <laughs> we just like serial killers, guys. Well, you know what's funny, though, is the only reason I know what secondol is is from Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah. When Emily's getting married, and she's like, maybe I should take a secondol. <laughs> Sorry, guys. If you don't love Gilmore Girls, don't listen to this because <laughs> we <laughs> do. <in> my life. <laughs> um, so anyways, but what we should really focus on right here is he does not kill these girls in the beginning. No. Like, that's not his plan. He rapes them and, you know, takes their virginity. Weirdo. Uh, and then that's it. He lets them go. And I think he just assumes, like, because they were, like had sleeping pills and they weren't really with it that it would be fine and it was until haha the fifth kid girl that they um kind of i guess abducted for lack of a better word because this fifth child is the one who actually reported the crime so because of this do we believe it's because she remembered like do you think maybe right. the sleeping pills wore off earlier and she remembered versus the other girls or the other i mean obviously there's so many I think reasons they were we so, don't know but right like personally i think they'd probably be afraid well because, yeah like sleeping pills it, it's not like it's not like a date rape drug you know what well, I mean? like, you, you are still but you're still very groggy right and you're you like still know if you're nine years old and someone's raping you like i feel like you'd be pretty aware of that it depends on how much second all they're getting. I know, right? Yeah, that's true. You could I know. Straight up knocked out. I know, right, so. right, right. So, and like, again, we're not he, drug addicts. No, we promise. <laughs> but did he just like 
all right, do whatever you had to do and then just throw them out the apartment and then they would wake up and be like, that's Yeah, weird. like, where did you drop them when you were right. done? Because that wasn't in there. So anyway, yeah. as Ariel said, the fifth girl reported the crime and so Camargo and Esperanza were actually arrested and taken to separate prisons. Yes. Camargo was convicted of sexual assault. This was in Colombia and it was took place around 1964. Then a judge sentenced to Camargo to three years in prison. Uh, very, he he was very grateful. Well, naturally, of course. judge was so oh, kind. Like three years. I'm telling you. I know this is not in the United States, but sweet Jesus. I we don't have a great justice system either. Uh, but a little bit, three years. I mean, also it's weird that he was only. I never know what the difference is between sexual assault and rape. So sexual assault is not penetration. Right, but so he did, though. Like, why wasn't he convicted of rape? That's but what also, I don't maybe like. it was three years because it was one. Kid, only oh, one kid. So they didn't know true. he had done they it. I'm sure he wasn't like, well, while I'm here, right. I'm actually raped four other kids <laughs> yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, that's true. So, okay. Um, um, yeah, so anyway, he was obviously super ecstatic about that. Um, and he, you know, was like, I'm going to repent and mm-hmm. mend my ways and be a better human being. Yeah, right. like, you know, Liar! Yeah, exactly. They all are. Um, a new judge, though, was given precedence over the case, and then mm. he got eight years. Um, okay, and, eight years a little, and then he was a little better. Obviously enraged. Right. Uh, could not believe this was happening. How no. dare you? I had my three years. You've given me five more. I promised I was going to change. Was Obviously. that not enough for you? Clearly. Uh, and that was he. He served that full sentence. Right. So then, in 1972, he's released. And he ends up, um, in 1973, he he goes to Brazil, but then gets arrested for being undocumented. Yeah. However, when they arrested him for not, for being undocumented, they had no idea that he was also a convicted felon because there was so much delay in like updating. I don't know if they had like, they probably didn't have like a NCIC computer system like they have now. Like, right. So like, here's your have, fingerprint. Oh, it, you just got matched in the right. state. So like, I don't know who this random is. Right. So they had no idea. Um, but so he ends up just being deported, uh, and has to go back to Columbia, but he had a fake, like a fake identity. That he was using. Yes, correct. And they just, they didn't question it. All they qu- all they saw was that the identity he was using, okay, wasn't documented, but then that was it. They didn't investigate any further. So I like, questioned so many things, I don't understand how none of these people ever questioned anything. I know. I mean, I, he thought I was a gay guy. I just didn't even ask. It was I fine. Know. Like, I asked so many, so questions, many questions to the point where I'm probably annoying. <laughs> so... Right. Are you guys like that, too? Do you just ask? Like, I question everything. Yeah. Like, to the so, point where it's probably a fault of ours. And we've probably. Did, we're okay with it, but we usually just question it to each other. So it seems yeah. like less of a fault because <laughs> people don't hate us like, that much because we. Because yeah. it's just us. We just hate ourselves. It's fine. Right. Uh, so he gets. All right. So then he gets back to Columbia and. He, <laughs> he gets a job. Sort of. Well, I, street, I guess if you want to call that a job. He became a sure. street vendor in Columbia. Tell them what he was vending in the street, though. <laughs> television monitors. <laughs> <laughs> on the streets of Columbia. It's First of all, can we talk about how big television monitors were? There's no way in hell I'd be walking around with this. It's not like it's like a little 32-inch flat-screen TV. Like, these are monster... Th- and, like, did he have a vehicle that he put them in? I'm picturing him in, like, one of those push carts, which is, like, TV... A little awning and TVs coming <laughs> on the top. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, anyway... Um. 
that was just insane. Like, who does that? That's not even an easily... Usually, if you're a street vendor, you pick something that is easy yes. to and light. carry with you. Yes. Yeah, right. Not heavy. <laughs> but, so it's super important, this whole part of him being a street vendor, because this is actually when he... Da, 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 commits his first murder. Oh, yes. Correct. So, this is so fucked up. Uh, so, he's, like, being a street vendor, you know, selling TVs, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and this poor little nine-year-old girl just kind of walks past him and he's like you know what totally gonna kidnap him rape her no he was passing a school with his street vendorness oh with his street <laughs> okay and she was walking by obviously right and yes so he did he kidnapped her he, he raped her and then he killed her and he literally said I killed her so that she could not turn me in like yes. the last victim he's like I learned my lesson <laughs> I have changed my ways as I stated I such would I told you I would change my ways and by that I meant I'm just gonna murder. kill them <laughs> so I I mean honestly I know we shouldn't laugh but you know right yeah it's are. not like funny funny but um, and so I, I guess apparently from this point on, he kind of just took that up. Yeah. That was his new thing. And for some reason, I feel like if it works once, they just they're like, why well, got away with it one it. time? So I could get away right. with it 50 more times, obviously, because. And like from the research I did, there was a couple of different sites that specifically stated that nobody was suspicious of an older man with a young girl. Because uh, it was like, oh, it could have just been his granddaughter. Heard this one before. But I don't know. To me, that would be suspicious. I think it's super suspicious. Is it? Because they're in a different country that they're like, that's cool. Whatevs. I don't I don't. To know. me, that would be the most suspicious. Yeah. Like, that's like if my child was like, oh, I'm just going to hang out with this old dude over here. I'd be like, nah, no. Right. You're not. Not happening. That's Thanks. not. That's, that's not weird. how this works. It's super weird. It's super and, weird. Okay, maybe it could be the grandfather, but maybe like just confirm that. Be like, hey, I saw your kid with whoever the other day. Was that their grandparent? And then if exactly. the parent was like, no. Right. All right. Well, then obviously yeah. we have some red flags. And it's just called being overly cautious. I don't think overly though. I just think it's cautious. <laughs> like I just don't think that okay, that's we're a very that valid crazy. point. <laughs> that's a very valid. My point. husband's always like, "You are so paranoid. Why do you watch all these serial killer things?" I'm like, "I'm not paranoid. I am informed. I'm aware. I'm aware. Okay. You know who's not going to get me? A serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'll be my anxiety that kills me. But thank you. <laughs> because I'm afraid a serial killer is going to get me. <laughs> so obviously, you can tell it's going really well for us. We've got a system down. Oh my god. <laughs> But so, and here's the other thing too that I think may have had something to do with people not asking questions mm. is he basically targeted young, uh, like lower income. class income girls who maybe their parents were working. And like, I feel like, and also in the seventies in Colombia, I. Is is a lot different than it is. Well, and even the seventies here were a lot different. It, I right. mean, things People have were just a lot changed. more trusting. Yeah, things have just changed so much. I can't remember what was it, John Benet Ramsey, the little girl, yeah. and that was so mm, huge because right. it was like the first big. big you know what I mean? Right. Like in that time. Whereas yeah. now, I mean, actually, you don't really hear. We you hear more about serial killers from the past now than you yeah. do of current. But there are serial killers out there every minute of every day, guys. Very gosh. Um, so apparently his ruse was to say, um, that he was a foreigner. He basically just asked for directions. Um, but so he would ask for directions from these people, say he's trying to find a church or some sort of a pastor. I don't know. It's a little weird, but these young girls go with him and he's like, let's just go in the woods for a shortcut quotes. <laughs> and for some reason, most of them were like, 
That seems like a great idea. Also, who asked a nine-year-old for directions? Like, I know, right? That's not how you'd get my attention. I'd be like, bro, I have no idea. I don't know how to get to my own house. Oh, yeah, yeah bye. <laughs> like, I, I am really direction challenged, and I am now I am 31. Too. I know. So, um, I, at nine, yeah. there's no way I'd be able. I just feel like if, if you were going to con me to get into the woods, asking Why would me for directions would not right, be right, right. what, like, wanted me to come help you out <laughs> yeah i mean so even though he was from the area he just pretended to be a total stranger he had no idea where anything was uh and so he would c- try to lure them into the woods with this false claim uh and then he would just rape and kill them mm-hmm. one thing that should be noted and i really want to stress this to you guys um so one of the things that was talked about in our research is that if the victim, or I shouldn't say victim because they're not a victim yet. If the person he was trying to victimize kind of put up any fight at all or was just like, this seems kind of weird that this guy's leading me into the woods, then he'd be like, you know what? I don't need directions. I'm good. And yeah, he would, he let would them just go. Like, okay, see you. Bye. So, guys, if it feels wrong, it it's probably wrong. is wrong. Okay? Like, if there's something in your gut that's being, this is kind of weird, go with it. I don't care if you're wrong because I'd rather you be wrong about that than end up. Dead. Raped and killed. Yeah. So, because it's. Which actually is very smart, um, which always goes with our circular IQ thing, because how you can have that much control to just let people go when you're about to rape and kill mm, them is creepy. kind of mind blowing to me. Creepy. They were like, this, oh, I don't know what you're doing. I'm very uncomfortable. And he was like, well, have a wonderful day. I, I, I can find my way from here. Yeah. And um, we'll just move on. And that's yeah. not, that's, that. Um, not lack of that, like sense of control is actually scarier than I agree. Yeah, not having like yes. having that much control yep. over a situation like that as a serial killer is I agree one hundred So, uh, so we're at this point. Basically, we're, we're just in, saying fight. Yeah, fight Seriously, and please, flight. Fight, 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 fight. Yes, please do. Like, don't be quiet about it. Just fight. Remember, scream fire. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so at this point, we're we're still in nineteen seventy four uh, in Colombia. So. It let's see here. He oh, so he about eighty different girls. He's oh, yeah. raped and killed. But what gets him totally screwed? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is not. It's only kind of funny because this is what gets him caught. So like we talked about, he was uh, vending the TVs, and after he raped and killed a girl and left her in the woods, he was like, "Shit, forgot my televisions." Gotta go back. <laughs> I remember reading about this. And again, not funny he killed the girl, but really funny that, like... Like, this is how he gets caught. He basically returns... First of all, how do you scene. miss the 700,000-pound TVs you brought Seriously, with you? even if there's only one. Also, how, how do you, you lure a girl guy? with you with a bunch of... T- I'd be like, what are you doing, kind sir? I have sir? so many questions. <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> but, so, this is what gets him caught, because he goes back there... The cops are in the area because obviously a young girl has been found raped and killed. He goes back there and they're like, what the hell are you doing here? So he gets arrested. He is convicted of uh, rape and killing a nine-year-old girl. I should point out before we go any further, Mm -hmm. the reason it took them, or one of the reasons actually it took them so long to catch him is because they actually thought that all of these rapes and murders were the work of a gang. (gasps) Yes. Um, They just did not believe that one man Mm -hmm. could have killed so many people yet. Here we are. I mean, 80, because really, this is only 80 people. Oh, and I forgot. He had at some point also started vending ballpoint pens on the street. Ah, yes, of course, because who doesn't love a... 
I mean, at least that's, head. you know what I mean? I'm not but glad that's realistic. <laughs> but is it, though? I mean, then like, I, Have you ever walked down the street and you're like, you know what I really wish someone was selling right now? I'm not going to lie to you. I probably have had that point in time because as, as a mom, I'm always taking notes. And I mean, I have a phone now, so I guess that's different. Right. But I like to double, you know me, I like to double write everything. I like that's to write right. it down because it etches into my memory better. Right. Because I have right. a terrible memory. Ugh, so do I. And man. then I also put it in my phone. Yep. And then I put it in three other places and then I'm still usually miss things. So <laughs> I was just working out shit. <laughs> very well for me. Um, but anyway, oh so yes, we'll go back to his arrest now. Yep. So he's sentenced to 30 years, which thank the Lord. Okay. So he's sentenced to 30, ends up getting reduced to 25, but still good amount of time. Um, so he is um, basically imprisoned on an island. Okay. However, so he's only there for a few years. So 77 is when he's there. Then, in 84, so, I don't know, not even 10 years later, right. 84, he escapes from this prison. Now, this, this is crazy to me, okay? You want to know how he escaped? Oh, yes. No, I know this one. <laughs> um, okay, so, <laughs> it's funny because it's like one of those things where it's just so absurd. That so like, absurd! This cannot be true. Yes! But it is. So, he uh, had studied the ocean currents in a book in, I'm assuming, the prison library, maybe. I was like, what does that mean, you studied the ocean currents? I'm, well, I mean, people who actually sail would know what that means. Oh, we I should don't. ask my husband. Um, so, anyway, he got in a boat um, and had Not studied even the a currents. boat, though. Oh, sorry, like a baby boat. Yeah, like, he, like, made it Like out a row, of row, row your boat boat. <laughs> And the authorities just assumed he died and been eaten by sharks. Didn't even try to look for him. They're like, oh, you know what? He probably died. Most likely he died. So, like, it's cool. Like, a reported, and the press reported that he had been eaten by sharks. So, everyone was like, well, we're safe, obviously. <laughs> that, that's crazy. All right. And so, that was in November of 1984. Yes. And then he arrived in Quito, Ecuador, and then traveled by a bus to... Ooh, that's a tough one. Guayaquil? Sorry, guys. I have no clue where this is. Basically, he's in Ecuador, okay? (laughs) Um, Yes, he traveled to a city um, that was in the province of Los Rios, Ecuador. And that was, by the time he arrived, it was about a month. Yeah. he got there in December of 1984. Then from 1984 to 1986, he committed a series of at least 54 rapes and murders Mm -hmm. in that exact And also, so when he got to Ecuador, he literally waited not even a week. Before he the abducted and killed um, a nine-year-old girl, and then the following day, a oh, ten-year-old yes, girl. Yes. Mm-hmm, that's right. So he was just like, "I'm gonna make up for lost time, man." <laughs> like, he was I like, spent- "Them sharks didn't get me. Hey, right. I'm sh- I got this." <laughs> Seven years in prison. I gotta kill people every single day. So, and this was because um, obviously we had jumped back and forth a smidge about his arrest because he had been arrested so many times. Oh my god, I know. Um, and yeah, as usual, he just kept getting out of prison. Right, um, and this is another like. Common. Why does this keep happening with serial killers? Because they're smart. <laughs> they're like, cunning. if you have marijuana on you, you're in prison for life. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, you killed 54 people. Well, 55 is where we get really upset. 54 so, is like, <gasps> we, th- we can forgive you, okay? We I, understand I, you can change. Right. I, uh, I just don't So Camargo basically slept on the streets. He lived off money he gained by reselling his, reselling, not even selling, <laughs> reselling ballpoint pens. So he sold used pens. <laughs> okay. Which again, like who buys a used pen? And a ballpoint pen, I'm pretty sure it was like really expensive at one point because it was like the pen. Oh, Do you yeah, remember those days? true. So, right, right, right. Um, he also sold um, 
if he his victims if they had anything of value on them yeah, like tiny ones like, I think he had learned from the TV situation he should probably not carry sell, smaller right. things right right so he did. oh my god that's why he carried pens <laughs> Yeah, like these something like, else. These TVs are just ridiculously heavy. And what he even sold lighter clothing. So I'm wondering if he also sold his victims' clothing. That's oh yeah, he did. He sold. Sorry, he sold clothing. So like, would you take the non-bloody part and we're like, here's Ew, that's so I sell creepy. this pants. So, oh my god. Yeah. Um. So also. Uh, I know we keep talking about him, that fact that he killed these people, but we are not really talking about how he killed them. Uh, so he would strangle them. So these are very, like, personal, up-close crimes. Yeah, it's not like a, I shot you from a distance. Right. I just stabbed you and left right. you for dead. He would rape them, strangle them, and then stab them if they didn't die. Like, right. if they resisted while he right. was strangling them, then he would stab them after they died, which was even weirder. Like, yeah. he just kept going. It's terrible. Um, and then once his victims were dead, he would leave their bodies, like, where they were in, in the woods. Right. For, um, to be picked clean, hopefully by, like, animals or Ugh, whatever. Oh, my God. Unless he forgot his TVs. <sighs> All right. So then, unless he forgot his TVs. <laughs> I was waiting for you to catch it. <laughs> I was just looking at your face. I'm like, she, has her, she hasn't caught it yet. Oh, there she goes. <laughs> now I got it. it did. I'm a little slow on the uptake, okay? <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> so, so we're at least what? Like, we have to be at that 72 number about now. I would think at least. So that's why when we said in the beginning 72 plus victims, because right. as usual, we don't know the exact number, but based on what we do know, minimum 72, maximum right. way more. So, so then, then let's cut to February 1986. Yep. Uh, he actually ends up getting arrested like minutes after he murdered another nine-year-old girl. I don't know why mm. they're all nine. Does he know they're nine? Was it, that's weird. Um, but policemen were just on their normal patrol and they're like, this guy seems sketchy AF. Like what's going on with him? This, so, see, we talk about how smart serial killers are, but then a lot of the times when they're caught, it's for like dumb stuff. Yeah. Very he was true. literally carrying around in a little satchel. That's what I'm picturing. I don't actually know if it was a satchel, <laughs> but this is what I'm picturing. Um, bloody clothes. Of the girl he just and killed. And he, he had the crime and punish a copy of the book Crime and Punishment. <laughs> Which is just ironic. <laughs> Which is, yeah. So, but again, um, this goes the other day. I read a story about a man who raped a girl and carried the SD card he recorded it on and then got caught. And the police were like, why do you have a rape? Why are you holding it? Right. I don't. Most people would at least hide it. Like, no, you, a little it was in his pocket. It. And so when they found it, and like, what do you say then? I was just holding it for a friend. Like, <laughs> I swear that's not mine. I love you. I'd be like, it's a no. Right. Sorry. <laughs> so, no. yeah, they do. They get caught for really careless reasons. Yes. For being right. such meticulous people, it's right. always very And a careless. lot of times they're like actual geniuses. Yeah. As far as their IQ. But I think it's one of those things like they're so smart, they're stupid. So like they're smart when it comes to some things, but then it's like the minor details that's what totally gets them. Um, all right. So, anyways, when he's arrested, he gives a fake name, but thankfully later is identified. Um, by before one he's of, gone. <laughs> before, yeah, right. Before he escapes again, uh, it was actually one of his rape victims um, that was able to get away from him that identified him. So he's probably like, "Damn, really should have killed her too." Right. So I, that, right. Seriously, though. 
So at this point, this is when he just like calm, cool, and collected is like, oh, so anyways, you want to hear about the 71 girls yes, that 71. I killed in mm-hmm. uh, Ecuador? Since escaping just from since the Columbia prison. Okay, so when did he escape? That was he in... He escaped in 1984, and this is 87. And we know he killed people before then. Right. So 71 girls in three years. I mean, and just so you guys know, there was actually a specific... Um, I want to say quote per se, but like wording by him that said he killed because he wanted revenge on a woman's unfaithfulness. He hated women for not being what women are supposed to be. Which in his mind was virgins. Right. That's why he um, went for kids because they didn't have the chance to like, I don't know, maybe not become. Not be, right. And he women. also said he enjoyed it when the virgins cried. Yeah. He said, I love it um, when they cry and scream. You're a piece of crap and I hope you get raped in prison. Well, he's dead. Okay, but I hope he did get raped. Okay, there you go. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah, so basically, it was all women's fault. We ruined everything, you know. Yeah, typical. Steph, you want to talk about the interview um, that happened with this journalist? Um, Okay, so in June of 1986, so remember, he got arrested in February of 86, finally. Mm -hmm. In June of 86, um, Francisco Cordero, a journalist from, like, a newspaper in the area, managed to arrange an interview with him. And obviously, like, as we know, it's either really easy or really hard, depending on how a serial killer wants to act. Right. And also some serial killers just don't, like, some prisons don't care. They're like, right. we don't care that he's a serial killer and you're interested, like, fuck you, because he killed right. people. Which, I, I feel that. like back then, too, was a little, probably a little more lax versus now. Like, I feel like now And he was, prisons- he <laughs> charged, he demanded a large sum of money to talk to him. Like, he was like, if the press wants to talk to me, then they need to pay me to talk to me. I don't think they can do that now. Because that's how important I am. Well, obviously. He's a a very, very important person. So, he, the journalist actually had to pretend to be a group of psychologists that were allowed access to the prison. So that he was able to ask Camargo questions without raising suspicion. Because the police had such a heavy block on him. And, like I said, he was such a cocky-ass mofo. That he was like, I want money because you want to talk to me. (laughs) Because I have a lot of things to buy in prison. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, actually, I think they do have a chunk of things to buy in prison. Mm, I don't know. That's really worrisome. So when the interview was over, um, obviously, you know, he went, uh, this reporter went undercover. Um, and he said, and I quote, he had an answer for everything and was able to speak of God and the devil equally. Um, they said he was super well read um, and that he had a lot of knowledge and education from his pastimes in prison, which we've also seen that in a lot of serial killers yeah. because what else would you do? Right. But re- like if There's I was in prison, I mean, I love to read now and I'm not in prison. So I can't imagine if someone just locked me in a room where I got three full meals a day I didn't have to cook and I could read all day. I honestly, some days as a mom, I feel like that doesn't I sound know, right? terrible. <laughs> would that be awful? <laughs> like just a day, once <laughs> once every few weeks would be great. Um, so... Yes, but he just was so fond of himself, as they always are. And intelligent, and, like, even the journalist could tell that, you know, he's just this smart guy. He's very well-read. He seems intelligent, like most serial killers are. Like, very rarely are we coming across killers that are who are just, like, dumb as a box of rocks. I feel like you can't be dumb to be a serial killer, and that's probably probably why. It takes a lot of brains. 
Uh, well, it just yeah. takes a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I feel like you have to be smart because you have to play the long game. Like, I mean, especially right. as we talked about him earlier, just letting victims go if yeah. they thought it was suspicious. That's a very long game. Yeah, that's to true. To play. Right. Um, okay, so then he was sentenced. He was convicted in 89. So he spends a few years probably going through trials and all that bullshit. Right. Sentenced to 16 years in prison, which, as I stated in the beginning of the podcast episode, the maximum sentence in Ecuador. What the Which, heck? mind you, this is for 71 counts of rape right. and murder. He admitted, and not only did he admit to them, but he also led authorities to many of these bodies. Oh, yeah. He was like, like by the way, my dumping grounds are here. Yes. So. You're welcome. And still, six. how is 16 years I, that, no. No. Okay? That blows my freaking mind. Um, and then, so, uh, in the end of it all, he was believed to have raped and killed more than 300 girls between <laughs> Colombia, Ecuador, and Peru. And then, as we stated, he was murdered in prison in 1994, and he was actually murdered by the cousin of one of his victims. Fucking karma. So. Karma. Good enough. Wonder, and, like, you wouldn't know that's their cousin. You know what I mean? Right. So, it's not like you could be like, oh, well. <laughs> I should stay away from that person. Right. Good. Craziness. I'm so glad that that's how his life ended. So, But also, again, so scary, because 1994, like. That, I know. I we mean, were... how is it 2020 yeah, that's coming? Gross. That's gross. But, like, we knew each other. Like, we I met know. in 1994. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyway, guys, that is Daniel Camargo Barbosa. Danny boy. Um, also known as the status of Canquito, I'm pretty sure we said, which also is known as child or children. It's, so it's, like, yeah. the status of children is right. what that nickname means. Um, and we're really excited to get back into things with you guys. And we Yay. hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, we're not sure where you are in the state, but if you're in the cold areas where we are, yeah. stay warm. Yeah. Um, and we look forward to talking to you next week. So have a great Wednesday. Bye, guys.